This is Robert Cedeno, the host of the Process to Purpose podcast. Again, we're here to help inspire, motivate, and encourage others to find their purpose through the process of spirituality, health, and wealth, using godly principles and values to break through to the life that God has called us to live. Again, go subscribe to us and give us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and any other platform where you can find podcasts. Here's the next episode. I'm super excited to introduce my new guest, Jojo Diaz. <laughs> What's going on, man? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing? Thanks for having me, Robert. I really appreciate it. Uh, trying to inspire the youth, trying to inspire people to be That's positive right. and, uh, you know, to just continue continue on with life. Yeah, man. I, I'm Honestly, I, I don't think I've ever been this excited to have somebody on, man. When we were walking in, I was like a little kid again. Bro. I was like, <laughs> Joe. And I grew up with this dude in, in, in school, man. Yep, we, we, went right. to, we went to the same school. Dude's from South Amani. So we're going to introduce uh, Jojo right now. But I, first, before we get going, man, just thank you for being on, bro, and really taking the time. I know you're you're in camp right now. You're super busy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just here to ha- try to help as many people as we can. So I, I really appreciate it. I know I was super persistent. I know once you started following me, you got all those uh, those notifications that I sent you messages and stuff. Yeah, I got all the Instagram uh, notifications, <laughs> got the emails. You're like, damn, bro, this dude don't stop. <laughs> I was like, damn, he's consistent, yeah, bro. I, I got to do I like that, man. I no, no. And I, and I have to be, man, because I, I, I seen what you're doing. And I was like, man, I got to have this dude on. Man, so Jojo, go ahead and, and just introduce yourself, man. Where you're from, where you came from, uh, who you are, and uh, yeah, maybe we could just start from the beginning, man. All right. Uh, well, my name is Joseph Diaz Jr. I'm a 2012 Olympian. I'm currently a professional fighter signed with Golden Boy Promotions, Oscar De La Hoya. Uh, my record oh. right now is 27 wins, one loss, uh, 16 KOs. Um, I grew up in South Amani, born and raised. Um, started uh, fighting at the age of 11. 11, uh, okay. the, the reason why I started boxing was because I was bullied and picked on uh, as a young kid because uh, I was always small and very uh, very nice and stuff and people used to pick on me and bully me. Just take advantage of that. Yeah, huh? I tried to take advantage of that and uh, I ended up started telling my father that um, I was getting picked on. My mom seen like a couple of bruises on my arm yeah. and stuff and my dad told me that I need to like learn how to defend myself because if I don't defend myself, these bullies are gonna start constantly just picking on me because if I'm not if I'm not defending myself, they're just gonna take advantage of wow. me and just so, constantly use it. Wait, wait. So you're telling me that that boxing came to life for you because of bullying? Because, yeah. Be, out of necessity, almost. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I. I I, I, I loved boxing because, I mean, gr- growing up, my parents used to watch Mike Tyson, Oscar De La Hoya yeah, growing yeah. up. So I used to watch boxing, but I didn't have the passion for it, man. I didn't love I didn't love fighting or anything like that. I, I, I loved baseball, man. I was a baseball player. I, I used to play baseball since I was four years old, man. And I just, I loved, I really loved baseball. But since I started getting picked on and bullied, my father took me to the local boxing gym just to learn self-defense. And then ever since then, man, I just started uh, loving the loving just loving the sport, knowing that I could defend myself, knowing that mm-hmm. I was pretty skilled and I was pretty athletic in there. And the the coaches they seen uh, my skill and my talent just growing up, yeah. And they were like, man, you're gonna be special one day if you just keep at it. So just knowing that, man, having that in the back of my mind, I just stood focused, man. Started competing, started winning, and just fell in awesome, love with it, man. man. Awesome. So how long have you been boxing all together now? Uh, dang, I would say for about 15 years now, man. 15 years? Yeah, 15 years now. Okay, and it came out of necessity, man. That's that's insane that, that something like that, uh, a profession just changing lives out here, man, just came out of because you were getting picked on. What, what was that process like? So how did you go to your parents and be like, hey, they're picking on me, I, I need to do something, and, and they just took you? That's how that's how it pretty much worked out? Uh, yeah, well, usually um, 
after after school, my my mom would like like to wash my clothes right after I got out of school because I was always dirty and stuff like that, yeah, playing, around. playing around, going <laughs> in the dirt and stuff. So she would uh, want to wash my clothes, and uh, one day, uh, pe- uh, the the guys were bullying on me, man, and they're like just twisting my arm and punching me and stuff like that. And I went home, and my my mom told me to take out my clothes, so I took out my shirt, and then she seen a whole bunch of bruises oh, on, on me and stuff, and she was like, "What happened?" and stuff, and I was still trying to make an excuse, trying to like avoid uh, the topic i didn't yeah, want to bring yeah. it up saying i was getting bullied and stuff because i was very insecure at that time and i told my i was telling my mom that i just fell and stuff like that but she kind of knew that something was going on mm. because i wasn't like i was very uh, nervous and insecure about the situation so yeah she ended up um talking to my dad and then I, i'm very very close to my with my dad so my dad came to my room started talking to me and then I finally just confessed okay. man i confessed to him that i was getting bullied and picked on that's good man because a lot of people out there you know maybe as even parents or or kids alone they they might be going through something like that right now they might be getting picked on or their kids they, they have a, a feeling that they're getting picked on so what is something that that maybe you can tell them be like hey you know say something or ask questions what do you think is the best advice for that man? uh for for the, all of the kids that are getting bullied and picked on right now to this day or are getting bullied and picked on i said i i honestly suggest that uh, you guys got to go out there and reach out to either your parents. Yeah. Uh, not if you if you like feeling insecure and don't want to reach out to your parents, I suggest that you go and tell the principal or tell mm. one of the teachers because, at the end of the day, man, bullying is is not right, man. Yeah. Bullying people that uh, for all the bullies out there, man, you guys shouldn't be bullying anybody because, um, it just it's just not right, man. It makes yeah. the, the the kid that is getting bullied, uh, very fragile, very insecure, very uh, you know, sad all the time and just not happy that and really and that and that leads to other things man and that leads to a lot of other things and and you never know what's going to happen to those yeah. kids those kids that are getting bullied so uh that's why um whatever i have the interviews are whenever i go try to try to talk to kids or like inspire the youth at the elementary schools and stuff yeah. i always mention to the uh to the kids uh not to bully people or people that are getting bullied make sure that you guys uh you know put your foot down and and actually start expressing yourself a lot more that's really good man so I hope I hope they can take that and really speak up, or if you know if you feel like as a parent that your 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 child is getting picked on, ask some questions. Yeah. Ask some questions, speak up, and let's see let's let's get them going. So I see I heard you I heard something that when you were saying all that stuff you were talking about the relationship with your pops. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me a little bit about the relationship with your pops, man? It seems like you guys have a really tight close relationship, mm-hmm. you know, father trainer type of thing. You know how 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 is that relationship, man? Yeah, me and my father, man, we've been close, uh, man, ever since I was a little kid, man. My father used to work uh, tremendous hours. He used to, cause he was a truck driver. My father, okay. growing up, he was a truck driver, and uh, he used to work a lot, a lot of hours. And um, since I was his only son, man, right when he got out of work, he was he was tired and beat, but. Knowing that I was very energetic and I was like his only son and I wanted to play, he would still have the time to uh, take the time out and still play with me, knowing that he was tired and stuff. And like, to this day, man, I I thank him for that because at the time I didn't realize how tired he was, man, because yeah. I, I didn't know like what he did as as far as work or stuff like that. Yeah, you but, just see him come home. Yeah, exactly. But man, just knowing that all the sacrifices that he did for me, man, I'm very thankful for that. And nice. We uh we just started uh, you know, my father my father he always wanted the best for me he always wanted me to be the best at what I did so if I wanted to play baseball he always took me to coaching uh different coaches nice. he always uh, read books 
He always uh, practiced with me. We always went to the park, just practiced because he wanted me to be the best at what I did. And awesome. since I started uh, boxing, he did that. He did the same route, man. He's, he wanted to, you know, to start uh, investing his time for me to be the best boxer. So he started looking up YouTube videos, started reading books. So he had books. no idea. He had no idea. Well, my father, growing up, he said he got in a couple of street fights here and there, but yeah, he yeah. never went into like, like the else. boxing gym or anything <laughs> like that. So he didn't know what like what actual uh, like boxing technique is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just started looking up YouTube videos, started uh, reading books about it, and uh, just. Uh, just t talking because my, my dad is like a sponge. He's very open-minded. So mm, he good. would talk to a lot of like coaches, like boxing coaches at the community center, people that had experience and just learn from them and just grow and help, help me grow and just uh, soak it all in and try to progress uh, and make me progress as well. And ever since then, man, we just started uh, practicing, learning, going to different tournaments, picking other coaches' brains, picking other fighters' brains and just getting better and better, better throughout the years. That's awesome, man. You guys seem to have a great relationship, bro. That's awesome. So let's talk about the process that you've been on. So you started boxing at 11 years old, mm -hmm. and now you are where you're at, but people don't see, like, the journey. You know what I mean? They don't see what you have to go through, all the sacrifice you have to take. So talk about the, the process from maybe we can start from the beginning. It's like from 11-year-old, you know, 11-year-old boxer JoJo to when you, you got into Olympics, how, how that journey was, and maybe even just share a little bit about the Olympics, man. Someone, yeah. someone in, in, in our area... That, that, you know, from South Amani, to make it to Olympics, that's a huge deal, man. That's a huge deal. And people don't, like, they're like, okay, what, what did this guy do? Like, mm -hmm. did he just, you know, is he that gifted? Is he that <laughs> talented? You know what I mean? And I'm sure you are, but there's a lot of things that people don't see. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, they don't see the, the, the sacrifice, the, the hard work, the determination, uh, the discipline that I put in into the sport of boxing. I mean, uh, when I was growing up, 11, 12 years old, um, I didn't know I was going to be this good. Uh, I was just, just learning for self-defense. But then once I started reaching 13, 14 years old, I started actually competing uh, amateurly. And uh, I went all the way up to 18 and 0 as an amateur, man. And wow. I made it all the way to the nationals with just, uh, I believe, 16, 15 fights. I went to the nationals and I was fighting guys that had over 100 fights already. And just uh, knowing at that time, with just wow. a little bit of, uh, with little bit of, um, I would say experience that I had, I was able to make it to the national level at that time. I just knew that I was just God gifted. God gave blessed me with this talent that I needed to, uh, to do to get in order to get to those uh, to those levels. Nice. But also, my father, like growing up when I was like in school and stuff like that, my my father was just always on me. I was very thankful that I had a, a great family uh, to support me. Support uh, my, system's my, important. My sisters, my mom, my dad, uh, they always try to keep me out of trouble. I mean, growing up where I'm from, South Amani, there's a lot of troublemakers and you could actually, <laughs> Tell me about it. you could actually, you know, uh, go into the wrong path, man, yeah. growing up. E it's easy to just walk into the wrong path and I and I bet it's like that with every community or with every city. Yeah. You can just walk into the wrong path and just start doing the wrong thing. It's a choice. Bad people, yeah, it's a, it's a choice, man. It's a choice that you gotta make. But with me, man, I had <clears throat> I had that vision, man. I had that vision and I had that drive where um, I knew that I was a good fighter and I wanted to take it to the next level. So I was all I was all in, dude. I was all in. I was whenever my father was tired and stuff like that, I would just run to the gym by myself, make sure that I was training, uh, just staying focused, um, not dieting as well as I do now because yeah. I was still young, my metabolism was good. So just tearing it up. Yeah, but I was just running and constantly just training and making sure I was staying out of trouble and just going to school, then going to the gym, then coming home, playing video games and just staying out of trouble like that, man. And uh, I just started winning 
winning tournaments started me good and at the age of 16 man i already had about like 100 something fights and uh i was i was i was a national i was a national champion uh i I had a couple bouts already uh like on my waist and um i I wanted to i wanted to turn pro dude i i kind of figured that Man, I'm, I'm I'm a beast, dude. I'm yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah. I, I won a couple of tournaments and stuff. I want to turn pro. I want to start providing for my family because my family growing up, uh, I want to say that we were, we were poor, but we we uh, we were struggling. My yeah. father and stuff like that. We were struggling with the bills, the rent. Um, it was always like kind of like paycheck to paycheck. It was always paycheck to paycheck, man. So yeah. uh, knowing that my my father is the only man in the house, I wanted to be the man too and, mm. and start providing as well. And I That's knew really with good. boxing, uh, you could actually. You got to make some good, some good, decent money, man, and you can start fighting in Mexico at the age of sixteen, fifteen, okay. and start making like five, six hundred dollars there, and and just uh, build your way up. So yeah. I wanted to turn pro at the age of sixteen, and my father was like, "Nah, Joseph, I don't want you to do that because uh, you're gonna be fighting grown, grown ass man, man. Yeah, and these yeah. guys are freaking are strong, and they have that 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 strength, that man strength, where you don't, you're still a kid, you haven't developed yet, you haven't you haven't peaked, and um, I, I'm scared that you're gonna get hurt. Mm. So he told me at the age of 17, he was like, at the age of 17, Joseph, there's a national tournament where you you could compete from 17 year olds all the way to 34. So there it's a it's a 17 to 34 year old uh, tournament okay. where you get to compete. It's an, it's called the U, the USA Men's Nationals, and it was uh, happening in about a year. And my father was like, let's let's do that first and see if. If you're good and, and if you're able to compete with these grown grown ass men, then we'll think about training pro. Nice. And I was like, all right, man. So a year passed. I was training. I was still winning and stuff like that. And then the tournament came. Uh, so we ended up going to the nationals, and there was like a lot of like uh, like big time freaking uh, fighters, like three time Olympians of Rashid Warren. Mm-hmm. All these guys were there, man, and I was starstruck. And like people, nobody knew who I was, man, because I was 17. I just barely entered the men's division. You're barely old enough. Exactly. So I had the bracket, and I seen the bracket, man, and there was a, a I, I believe there was about 24 people in my bracket, and so I was gonna have to mm. fight six times, and um, I seen the first fight that I was gonna fight was a guy from the U.S. Army. He had a 20, he was 28 years old, and he had over 100 something fights, and he was a very experienced fighter. And my father was like, "Well, Joseph, this is it, man. So we're gonna see how you're gonna do." So the first fight came, man, and I ended up stop, stopping the guy in the second round, bro. Oh, man. At, at age 17, I stopped the guy in the second How round. Did that feel? How did that... It felt good, dude. <laughs> You're like, I, I could do this. Yeah, I was like, dude, man, I, I'm, I'm a beast, man. I could, yeah. I, could, I could do this. I could turn pro. So then I ended up fighting again uh, that tournament. Come to find out, man, I ended up winning the whole thing. I won wow. the whole thing. People um, didn't know who I was. And during the tournament, they started seeing that I was stopping people. So then the, the crowd started getting bigger when mm. I started fighting. And then my name started getting bigger and I ended up winning the whole tournament. And then at that time I was like, dad, man, like I won this tournament, man, this term pro, let's, let's start, uh, let's start making this money as a professional yeah, yeah, fighter. Let's go. And he was like, all right, let's do it. But come to find out, bro, at the age of 17, when you win a national tournament, uh, USA Boxing. They actually, if you're if you're ranked in like okay. the top five, I believe, 
they pay you monthly. They give you a monthly stipend just to stay amateur. Mm. And since I was ranked number one, man, they, they ended up uh, starting to pay me at age 17. They were paying me 2500 bucks a month just to stay amateur. So I was like, oh, dude, that's that's good, man. So like I ended yeah, up, I was right like, here. you know what? I'm just going to gain all the experience as an amateur and just uh, continue amateurly because I'm getting paid now and I'm able to help provide for my family and I'm able to go to school and stuff like that. So I might as well just stake it out. That's awesome, yeah, man. man. And then, how old were you when you went to uh, the Olympics? Uh, I was, uh, I was seventeen, uh, late seventeen, barely turning eighteen, man. At, at the age of, at the age of the Olympics, man. But the Olympic journey was very hard. A lot of people think that uh, you gotta, you gotta just win the Olympic trials to become yeah. an Olympian, but you gotta win a lot of uh, different national tournaments in order to qualify to the Olympic trials. Mm. And then once you fight the Olympic trials, man, you're fighting the best of the best in the nation. And uh, it's a double elimination. All these guys want to become an Olympian, so it's a very, very tough tournament. I ended up fighting uh, six times. I didn't lose any. I won it all. And um, I thought I was an Olympian right then and there. I called my mom, called everybody, called my, my family. I was like, dude, I'm an Olympian. What's up, man? Let's get it. I was like, I'm going to be a 2012 Olympian. I'm going to London. And uh, come to find out, bro, I wasn't an Olympian yet. I was like, really? what? I was like, what? I was like, "What are you guys talking about? I just won the Olympic trials." They're like, "Nah, you gotta, you now you gotta go to a world tournament and play six and like, at least, uh, and yeah, and, and like, I guess there was like over, I don't even know how many countries, bro, but those so many countries that are trying to qualify for the Olympics where I had to place at least six. So I was like, "Damn, dude, are you serious?" So I had to travel all the way to Baku, Azerbaijan, bro. It's like near Russia. I don't even know and, where that's. Yeah, dude, it's like near <laughs> Russia, bro. That's a place I never want to go again, man. Uh, it was, uh, I had to at least like place six and there was over a hundred people in my division at that time. And mm. I ended up, uh, placing, uh, fifth or sixth in that tournament. And then that's when I was able to qualify for the Olympics and I became the Olympian and, uh, started having car washes and donations and stuff like that wow. to try to get my whole family out to London. So we started having fundraisers. I was going to like elementary schools, inspiring the youth at that time and just, um, uh, be motivated, man, trying to be a gold medalist now, dude, to trying to follow Oscar De La Hoya's footsteps, knowing wow. that I, I grew up, because Oscar De La Hoya kind of has the same story as me, yeah. man. He grew up in, in poverty. He grew up in East L.A., East LA man. Yeah. Uh, Mexican-American, uh, became an Olympian, won the gold medal, dude. So I was like, dude, I was inspired, man. So I ended up training for the Olympics and stuff. Going Went to the Olympics, bro. It was, it was uh, ex an experience of a lifetime. Yeah, Just yeah. being around nothing but elite athletes, seeing like LeBron James, Usain Bolt, Kobe Bryant just like chilling right next no to me, like way, hanging out man. with me. No. Dude. I was like, dude, this is like, How, it's like a dream come true. Can, can you imagine being like 17, 18 years old? <laughs> yeah. One for one, like, man, that that's admirable, man, that you were able at 17, 18 years old go and talk to schools to, to like actually raise money, right? Mm -hmm. You're able to inspire these kids and then you go and you're like, you're a little kid yourself. Yeah, you know dude, I mean? dude. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to like keep my emotions like quiet because over there in the in the Olympics, everybody's just like focused and determined. Like they're just all serious. Like they're just, they're just there with the game plan and that's to get a gold they're medal. So I'm just like, damn, dude. But like deep down inside, I'm like a little kid like screaming Heck like, dude, yeah. I want to take pictures of everybody. But I knew I had to keep my composure and stuff yeah. like that. I knew that time was going to be right. And, um, I ended up fighting twice in the Olympics. The first okay. fight, I fought uh, a Ukrainian guy, and he was ranked number three in the world, and they thought he was going to beat me easily, and I ended up winning him. Wow. And I sh started shocking everybody, and that's when, like, Oscar De La Hoya and, like, all these uh, professional boxing people started, like, looking up, uh, like, tweeting me and started, like, watching me because they knew I was that wow. was the real deal. 
And then my next fight, I ended up fighting a guy from Cuba. I remember. And it was it was a tough fight, man. It was a very tough fight. The guy, he was very tough. If, if you're constantly working out and stuff like that, and if you don't feel sore or if you don't feel like any pain, uh, then you're not improving. You're yeah. just you're just staying. It's it's just like stagnant. Yeah, you're just you're just staying at the same level. So uh, in order to progress, you you gotta you gotta go through adversity, man. You gotta mm. go through soreness. You gotta go through pain. You gotta go through all that stuff in order to become a better per uh, not a better person, but a better fighter or be um, be better physically as 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 a human body. Well, and you said you, you almost you said it right now. Even as a person, you gotta go through that stuff. Yeah, right? exactly. You gotta go through that stuff. As just in life, you're gonna go through adversity. You're gonna go through. You're gonna be facing these things, and sometimes people don't want to go through the pain. Mm -hmm. They don't want to go through that hardship to get to the next level where, like, God has called them to be. Right? Yeah. All right, man. So go ahead. So, so like, um, when you when you're when you're training, man, you have to have that. You have to have that mindset. And mm -hmm. uh, when when you have an eight week training camp, you're sore, man. You're you're tired. You don't want to. You don't want to get up. But you have to have that that mentality where my mentality basically when I'm in camp is. My opponent's working harder than me. My mm. opponent's constantly working harder than me. He he wants to beat me. He wants to knock me out. He wants to uh, he wants to take what's mine. Mm. Especially because of, of the sex, the success that I have and um, the becoming an Olympian and the high hopes that Golden Boy and Oscar De La Hoya have for me. I feel like my opponents want to defeat me m yeah. more because they have more opportunities. Uh, if they beat me, they'll yeah. have plenty of uh, better opportunities, bigger paydays. Like you for, Jojo. Yeah, yeah, for the for their families. So. Just in the back of my mind, I'm constantly thinking that I'm constantly thinking of defeat. I'm constantly thinking about my opponent training hard on me and stuff like that. So that just makes me more driven, and I'm I'm constantly praying to God to give me that strength uh, inside in, inside training camp so I c I could get up and I could work. And I'm very fortunate that I have a great team. My my strength conditioning coach Daryl Hudson, my father, uh, my massage therapist Eddie, uh, awesome. all these guys that that are are taking care of my body so I could be. Uh, at my full at my full level. Yeah. So when you're fighting, man, it's 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 very hard, bro. It, it I I was I I kind of wanted to you know break it down to like boxing is kind of like life, man. Because when you're when you're fighting uh, an opponent, it's like a chess match in there, bro. Like you can't show any emotions, you can't show any fear, you can't show anything because if you show any type of fear inside that ring. Your opponent's gonna take full advantage. They're gonna of you. capitalize. On yeah, it. You, they're gonna capitalize on it. And I've been in the ring for, uh, with a lot of fighters where I'm able to see their flaws. When mm. I'm able to see that they're hurt, or when I'm able to see like their expression, like in their face, like they can do like some type of expression. Or let's say like they're not doing this, but like they're just fighting normal, and then they start going like this or something like that. Then I know that something's wrong. Hurt. So uh, yeah, so I'm taking it. I take advantage of that, and I know that That's they're insane. and I know that they're seeing that as well with me. So like you have to, have, it's like a chess match in there, bro. Mm, like you, good. you got to be very, very disciplined. You can't show any emotions, and you got to fight through adversity. When the going gets tough, you you got to be tougher, and and that's that's what it is with life too, man. Um, I mean, I've I've, I've I'm I'm successful inside that ring, and I'm I'm very su uh, successful with my boxing career. But I feel like with with life, man. Uh, the de the de the devil and uh, they they try to they try to um get you to you know not be focused in what you what you can achieve that like what God wants you to achieve yeah so like basically so basically like let's say God has me to uh, God wants me to be a champion God right. wants me to be a world champion God wants me to inspire the youth God wants me to do all this stuff but then the devil comes 
The devil comes and he has came, man. He has he has came with temptation. He has came with yeah. alcohol. He has came with the money. He came with the fame. He came with that exposure with um, with the popularity and all that stuff, man. And and all that stuff could take a toll to a person that never had that before. And yeah. Especially like some someone like me, man. I grew up I grew up from nothing. I grew up with, with not having any money and stuff like that. And and seen like some good income and stuff like that. The devil. Came with a lot, a lot of temptation, brother. Like a lot of temptation as far as girls, partying, going out, having yeah. fun, doing all that stuff to get me sidetracked to what God actually wants wa- wants me to be and what's my yeah, purpose. Yeah. And I feel like my purpose is to become a champion, to be the role model uh, that I, I feel like I can be to inspire the youth, to inspire not even the youth, but just to inspire yeah. people in general, man, that, yeah. that dreams come true. As long as you're focused and as long as you have God behind you, you're back on, on on your side, and you you truly have faith in God. Anything can happen. And yeah, I went through little adversities. I went the wrong path a couple of times after my fights and stuff like that. And I mean, it, it's part of life, man. Of course, yeah. you're gonna go through trials, and of course, you're gonna make mistakes, like everybody does in life. Nobody's perfect in life, man. No human being is perfect. Everybody makes mistakes in life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's 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 um. It's the process of how you're gonna you you know adapt from that and how yeah, you're gonna grow from right. that. Yeah. So, I mean, I had a lot of trials, man, in in my life. But knowing that I still have God in uh, behind my back, I feel like all these trials are happening for a reason. Yeah. Are 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 happening because God wants them to happen to make me the person that He wants me to be and to make me a, a stronger individual, mentally, right. physically, and uh, emotionally as that's, well. That's really good, man. Because. And I, and I appreciate you for sharing that, bro, because I know it's not easy to share stuff like that. And a lot of people, they, they like we talked about before the show, was like, you know, it's always a highlight show. It's always a highlight show. Yeah. And they don't see what, what, what a lot of people go through, even successful people, even, you know, famous people. They go through a lot of things, but, like, it's not easy to share it all the time because you want to keep this image up, right? Exactly. And, and so I, I appreciate you being really open. And there's people out there who are struggling. There's people out there who, who, who may be going through the same thing, you know? And they sometimes feel shameful. They mm-hmm. feel like they're not enough. They feel like they're they're trash, you know? Like they're not good enough for anybody or anything. And we know that God has a plan for everybody, bro. Exactly. And, 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 and God wants you to be a champion. And God wants you to be great. And God wants you to be awesome. For his glory, mm-hmm. right? So you can say, God brought me through this whole thing. Not me, not my strength, not mm-hmm. my courage, but God brought me through this thing, and this is why I'm doing it, man. Yes. And, and I'm excited for you, bro. Exactly, bro. And like to all the listeners out there that are, are listening right now, I just want you guys to know that uh, God has a purpose for you. There's a yeah. purpose uh, for for you for you guys being here and for your guys' life. Mm. Um, you guys probably don't know it, but... You just got to reach out to God, man. And God's going to show you the ways. I know you. if you guys are going through like a lot of trials or going through a lot in, in life right now, you just got to stay motivated, stay positive, and just just pray. And God's going to show you the light. Good, I mean, man. I was going through um, I was going through a lot, man. Especially uh, because I wasn't, I mean, I would, I, would, I grew up in church, man. I grew up in yeah. church and I, I'm a Christian, but. Um, I started, you know, doing the wrong thing, and I, I, I started living the wrong life and not being uh, close to God as, as I should. Yeah. And I started, like, you know, falling into temptation and doing all this stuff, and I was really, really depressed, man. I had everything. I had the, I had the money. I had I was very successful with my career and stuff like that, but I wasn't I, w- I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with my life. You had man. that void. Yeah, I had that void, man. I had that void. I was I was treating my parents uh, bad, treating my sisters bad. Uh, just being, uh, just 
just being uh, distant from everybody because yeah, you weren't I, you. I wasn't yeah I wasn't me man I, I wasn't happy and I was I was starting to think man like dude I wonder I wonder why I'm I'm starting to be like this and stuff like that and, and like I, it just clicked man it's because I didn't have a relationship with God anymore mm, I, I didn't have a relationship with God and the devil was just freaking had me as a puppet brother just had me as a puppet doing all these wrong things dude, that's so making good. me do all making me do all these these bad things and to keep me from from greatness and. Uh, that it, it it really really hit me, dude. After my first loss as a professional fighter, mm. fighting against okay. Gary Russell Jr. Uh, for the world title, man, I was uh, I was very focused. I was very determined, man. I was I felt like I was ready to to uh, to defeat the guy, man. And uh, I had a good training camp going into the fight, but um, there's like I said, man. Going going into every fight, everybody thinks that when you're fighting, when you when you're actually fighting in an actual fight. People are like, man, that guy's at his best right now. He's 100%. Yeah. But they don't know that when you're in training camp, man, your body's taking a whole bunch of beating. Your body's taking the toll. So when it comes to the fight, you're, you're, you're not 100%. You're about like 75, 80%, man. That's everybody. Yeah, that's everybody. Wow. everybody every, all the fighters that actually fight the day of the fight, they're not at 100% because of the dieting, all the hard wow. work that they put in, that. all the miles. They're not at 100%, brother. Mm. They're at like at 80, 75%, but they're still putting on the performance that that they can and what their body could perform. So uh, I was going through like a lot of trials and stuff like that, um, especially leading up to the fight, man. I, I missed my flight. Um, I had uh, I had to make a, a certain weight, 126 pounds, and I was 132 the week of the fight, so I had a couple pounds to lose. And uh, usually I, I'm on track with everything, man. So me and my father, we have a nutritionist where I'm eating right and I'm dieting right, I'm drinking a lot of water, I'm staying hydrated and stuff like that, but we have like a whole process of, of like a routine that so I'm eating this, but I gotta train at this amount of time, and I gotta lose this amount mm, of okay. uh, water and stuff like that. But that that fight, man, I missed the flight, so I had to stay at the airport a whole day, man. I had a one day of delay, oh dude. I gosh. had one day of delay, so I was like, damn, shit. So I couldn't. My the whole thing was backed up. So I when I got there, man, I was one thirty one thirty two still, and I I should have been one twenty nine at that time, but I was still one thirty two. So I had to lose the weight. I ended up making the weight wrong, but I still made the weight. My I ended up recovering and stuff, but my mind wasn't there at that time. I ended up losing, bro. I ended up losing, and mm. I was very very sad, man, because uh, that was that was like what I really wanted to be, man. I wanted to become a champion. That's That was my, my main, main goal was to, to become a world champion. And after losing, especially the way I lost, man, like I was I was depressed, man, knowing that I could beat the guy because I know that I'm a better fighter than that champion and I know that I could defeat him. It's just, it wasn't me inside that ring, dude. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't able to, I wasn't capable, well, I, w I wouldn't say capable, but I wasn't able to do what I'm usually able to do. Okay. And, um, I was very depressed, man. I started freaking drinking a lot. I started, uh, yeah, what's... I started going out a lot, man. I started just doing the, doing the wrong things, bro, because I was I was really down on myself, man. I was even coming to the point where I like everybody was like still positive. Everybody thought I put on a good performance, but deep down inside, man, like emotionally and like as far as my spirit, I knew that I could have been the champion. Mm. And just having that, like. Living through that every single day, brother, like yeah. not becoming the champion and, and taking that defeat and living with I could have beat that guy and I, it, like the whole outcome could have been different. 
just fucking just yeah. made me made me mad, dude. And you're trying to carry all that weight on your and, own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like really, really depressed, man. I was drinking a lot. I was going out. I was doing all this stuff where I where I shouldn't have. And um, because it wasn't I, helping. Yeah, it, it was it, just masking. It, it was just masking him. But yeah, it yeah. was just masking him, man. And I was I was doing all these these bad things, but I didn't. I I was happy at that time because I was content. I was content at that that moment because it was bringing me temporary happiness, mm. and uh, I wasn't I wasn't truly happy. But just knowing that I was having that just to to cover it up just made me you know secure, and I was just I was I was happy, man. But then I got I got the call from my manager and I got the call from my dad, and they're telling me, man, Joseph, like you got another opportunity to fight for a world title. Golden Boy's gonna do this, do that, and stuff like that, and they're gonna they're gonna get you another world title shot. And I was happy, dude. I was, I was like, yeah, I'm like, gonna do I'm this. Back. Yeah, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna come back and stuff like that. So, we ended up starting camp, bro. We ended up starting camp, and I had a a, a six week camp at that time. I had a six week camp, but my mind wasn't there at that time, brother. My mind wasn't there. I was still during usually during camps, man. I'm like, I'm very, very motivated. I'm very disciplined. I'm on a strict diet. I'm doing all these right things, yeah. man, and I'm very, very focused, but. For some reason, man, I still had that. I still had that. Um, that sadness, dude, of taking that that first loss mm. and taking that first defeat. And I was still like during camp, man. I was still going out. I was still drinking. You weren't focused. I was. I wasn't focused, man. I was. I was eating a whole bunch of junk food and stuff like that. My, <laughs> it's it's funny now, man, because uh, of what I experienced and stuff like that. But at the time, man, like my father. We we go to uh, my nutritionist and they ended up they end up checking checking like my weight they check my body fat how much water percentage I have and stuff like that so four weeks out man I'm supposed to be 126 four weeks out I'm 140 I'm 147 still I'm I'm 20 21 pounds over my no weight way. class yeah I'm 21 pounds over my weight class dude and they checking my body fat they they seem to have like 18 percent still so I still have a lot of body fat on me. But the water that I had, my 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 water percentage that I had was like at ninety eight percent, and they're like, dude, they're like, you're still you're still drinking you're drinking alcohol and stuff like that, huh, Joseph? And I I, I didn't want to tell him at that time. I was like, no, nah, I'm not. Like, I'm just I'm just staying hydrated. I'm drinking. You guys are telling me to be on this diet, so I'm drinking a lot of water. I'm staying hydrated. But they knew that I was still out partying and stuff like that and mm. drinking and stuff. So you're still carrying that mask around. I was still carrying that mask around, brother. I was still carrying that mask around. And I was still like sad. Uh, inside, so then I ended up started biting down. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna make this weight. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the right thing. So for the four weeks, man, I started training. I started training three times a day, hitting the sauna bag, working out. I ended up freaking doing it, man. The come fight night, I hit uh come well come fight week. I was 129, man. Mm. I was like, yeah, I'm already there. So I knew I, I knew I was gonna make the weight and stuff like that. Then the day before the weigh-ins. Me and my father, we do the exact same thing that we usually do. We just okay. run at night. Um, I lose a couple pounds and stuff like that, and we see where I'm at at the end of the night. So the day of the wins, I'm 127.4, and I'm supposed to be 126. And usually I sleep off a pound. So like if I'm 127 or 127.4, the next day I'll wake up at 126.4. Got it. That makes so, sense. Yeah, so like I sleep off a pound, but this – this time, bro, bro, like I was up thinking and stuff because I I had that guilt, like knowing that I I I didn't I didn't train as as hard as I trained. I didn't I wasn't focused as hard. I was you weren't uh, as disciplined. As disciplined, like I I made a whole bunch of mistakes. So, like I was like, dude, what if I don't make the weight, man? And I couldn't I couldn't damn sleep, dude. I was I stood up all night. I didn't sleep at all, dude. I 
I, I think I probably only slept about 30 minutes. That's and terrible. I, yeah, and I stood up all night, dude, and I ended up, we ended up getting up like at 8 o'clock. My father checked me, checked my weight, and I woke up, man, and I checked my weight, and I was 127 still. So I, I only lost four ounces uh, that night, and my dad was like, well, dude, what happened? And I was like, I, I couldn't sleep and stuff like that. So he was like, all right, well, let me call you strength conditioning. We're going to get this going. We're going we're gonna to make this weight. I was like, all right. So we ended up freaking, uh, we ended up going to, uh, well, my strength conditioning comes to my house. We ended up meeting up. I checked my weight. I'm 127. And instead of uh, doing what we usually do to make the weight, usually we just go in the sauna. I shadow box a little bit, and I just hit in the sauna for about 10 minutes, go out, hit the sauna 10 minutes, go out, hit the sauna 10 minutes. Yeah, for about like 40 minutes like that, and then I make the weight. But this time around, man, like we ended up doing a whole different thing. We ended up uh, doing an Epsom salt bath. And mm. the Epsom salt bath, it helps you lose weight. It makes you lose like two, three pounds of water weight. But since I was already depleted of water, yeah, I went in the Epsom salt bath and like I, I went in the I went in the the bathtub. They put a whole bunch of Epsom salt on me. I ended up uh, staying in there for like about 15 minutes, and then after that, my body was just completely drained, man. My body was done, dude. Like I, I couldn't even get up. I was collapsing and stuff. My father didn't want me to fight. He was like, "I'm gonna cancel the fight." I was like, nah, like you can't cancel the fight. He was, I was like, don't do that, Dad. Like, I'm, it's four world title. I'm gonna do that. He was like, Joe, you're like, you're really, you're done. I was like, nah, let's pull on. I'll be good. I'll be good. So I ended up checking my weight, man, and I, I didn't lose anything. I'm, I'm like 126.8. I only lost two ounces, dude, in, in 15 minutes in the Epsom salt. So I was like, damn, I'm not gonna make the weight, dude. My strength and conditioning coach is like really sad. He's telling me to spit, but I can't spit. Nothing. You have nothing. I, in yeah, you. I have nothing in me, dude. So I end up going to the weigh-ins. Didn't make weight. They tell me to try to make the weight. So then I go to the sauna. I they give me like a thirty like thirty minute grace period where I could try to make the weight. So I go and I go to twenty four hours. Go in the sauna. Try hitting the sauna and stuff like that. And then once I'm in the sauna, man, like I'm already I'm already weak, bro. Like my body's already done. So like I'm in the sauna and like I'm sweating a little bit. I'm like, oh dang, I'm gonna make this way. Like, dude, I'm I'm gonna do it. So I start praying and stuff like that. And I start like being focused and stuff. But then I get out, and go back in, and then I hit the sauna. I wait for about like five minutes, dude. I wait for about five minutes, and then after the the five minutes, dude, my body just starts crumbling. Like all my muscles and stuff just like start tensing up, and like I start like like just becoming tense. And then I like scream for my dad. And they they grab me and they take me out, dude. They take me out of the sauna and like I'm all tense, dude. Like my muscles just start like like wow. cramping up. So I ended up uh, telling them that I'm not gonna make the weight and stuff like that. And then we end up going back to it's it's a crazy crazy story, bro. So we end up going back to the uh, the weigh-ins, weigh man. And um, I tell I tell the people I'm not gonna make the weight. So the whole fight's gonna be canceled. The whole fight. The guy don't want to fight me anymore because I didn't make the weight. He's like the whole card's just gonna be shut down. And I'm like, damn, like. I don't want to do that. Like, I still want to fight. I want to showcase that I can beat this guy because he's the champion, so he don't have to fight me and stuff. Yeah. I was like, but I want to show him. So the guy, the the champion, he ends up telling uh, Golden Boy Promotions, Oscar Del Hoya and stuff that he'll fight me, uh, but the only the only way he'll fight me if I give him 50% of my purse, of my fight purse. Oh, my god. So I'm like, oh, my god. So then, like, I'm, I'm not, like, I'm not, I didn't, I don't, I don't know about the situation yet, dude. So I'm, like, sitting down, chilling, kicking back and stuff. And I'm thinking that he's just going to be like, okay, maybe, like, I'll give him, like, 5,000 bucks or something like that. And he'll fight me and stuff. So 
Robert uh, Robert Diaz, the the main guy from Golden Boy Promotions, they come they come to me and tells tells me that the guy wants fifty percent to to fight <laughs> me, dude. He wants fifty percent of my purse, or else the fight's not gonna happen. So he's th- he's like he he knows he's taking full advantage of the opportunity, man. He's he has all the leverage right now, yeah, yeah. so he's taking full advantage, and like I. I I don't blame him for that right? because you never know. If I was in that position, I'll probably be doing the same thing, knowing that I could take advantage of the, of the yeah, situation yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So, I uh, like I started thinking and like, man, I was like, dude. So my father's like, Joe, like you're weak already. He wants fifty percent. We're just gonna cancel the fight. So I was like, well, give me some time, man. So I go outside. I go outside and I talk to my girlfriend, man. I talk to my girlfriend. It's just me and her, and I'm like, like I'm just start. I just start thinking, man. Like she's like, are you okay and stuff? I'm like. Man, for some reason, I just feel like like my career and like my life is just going down the drain, babe. Like, right now, like I just I I I'm, I feel like this is it for me. Mm-hmm. Like, if yeah. you're not ready for it at that time, as success Bro, could be bad for you. This is it it could it could it could be really really bad for you at that time if, if you're not, not right if mentally. you're not, if you're not right mentally. If you're not right mentally, man, success could be bad for you because with success comes money. With success comes comes a lot of uh, you know uh, greed comes a lot of uh, temptation. Yeah. And if you're not ready for all that stuff, man, it's just gonna it's just gonna eat you alive, bro. Yeah, it's gonna eat you alive. So you gotta be freaking very focused. You gotta be very uh, mentally ready for the success that God's having for you. Yeah, and man. if you're not ready for it, man, like I said, God is gonna have all these trials for you for you could be ready for it. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's super good, bro. So you went through all the failures. So what's next for for you, bro? You got you, you said you're in camp right now. You got the fight coming up. Yeah, yeah, man. So like uh, with with all the with all that the, that temporary fail failness with my loss and stuff like that, I'm I'm still uh, doing doing very good. Um, I have uh, my management where I have a, a good savings account. I'm very fortunate that still with all, all the wrong choices that I made, I'm still in the in a good in a good like uh, right right path. With good. with uh with life and with everything in, in general, bro. And now um, my my next fight is gonna be February 9th. I'm gonna be fighting uh in Indio, California. It's gonna be on a new app, uh called DAZONE. and it's against a guy uh named uh, I believe Charles Worta. It's not confirmed yet, but I'm pretty sure that's gonna be the opponent. And it's gonna be it's gonna be an exciting fight, man. It's gonna be an exciting fight. It's gonna be for a, a, t- a title eliminator. So whoever wins that fight will fight for a world title next again. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man, if you could send me the info, bro, I, I want to try to make it out there and support you, bro. Even if I'm sitting in the nosebleeds, I, I, I want to be out there, bro. Got you, brother. I yeah, got just you, let man. me know, man. And then uh, we're, I'm going to ask you a couple of closing questions. Again, bro, thanks so much for, for sharing all this information, bro. And I'm super excited for your future and where, where God's leading you, man. Uh, but one question that I always ask everybody, if you can go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice, and that's at any age, you can choose an age. It could be whatever it is, but you can't change anything. You can't change all the wins you have. You can't change all the success. You can't change any failures, nothing. But you can give yourself one piece of advice. What age and what would it be? Um, I would say at the age of probably 19, 20. If I was 19 to 20 again, I would uh, tell myself that uh, money doesn't bring happiness, man. Mm. Money doesn't bring happiness, and money will never bring happiness, bro. I mean, it'll, it'll bring temporary happiness, but... True happiness is 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 comes within the heart, man. It mm-hmm. comes within the spirit and comes uh, with like your family, loving your family, just knowing that uh, you have like your family by your side and all that stuff. That's that's actual happiness, man. Knowing that you have like a girlfriend, knowing that uh, everything is okay, that's true happiness. Yeah. Uh, and You're I and I feel difference. like yeah, I feel like a lot of people they think that with success is comes money and money's gonna bring happiness, man. But 
money doesn't bring happiness, brother. Yeah, you have to be right with God. You have to be right uh, uh, spiritually, mentally, and uh, just just with yourself in general, yeah, yeah. man, to to be happy. So I think at the age of nineteen, twenty, I would tell him that. Money doesn't bring happiness. Mm, that's really good, man. Because yeah. it doesn't. It gives you a lot of possibilities. It, it gives does. you a lot of options. Yeah. And, and and you can help a lot of people with it. But at the same time, again, people try to seek happiness with it, and it's not. It's not there, man. Exactly. That's awesome, bro. Exactly. Okay. What's uh What's one fun fact that people don't know about JoJo, man? Uh, one fun one fun fact about me, man, is uh, I love bowling, bro. Like, really? I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a real good bowler. Uh, I. I Bowl about like three, four times a week, man. No way. Yeah, I bowl like three, four times. <laughs> Sometimes I have my bad days though, bros. But uh, I am, a, I am a pretty hey, good bowler. Let's go catch a bowling. Yeah, game, we, man. we should on. go do a bowling session, man. I'm, oh, I'm pretty, man. I'm pretty good. I think I average about like 150, 160. So. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, not yeah. too bad. I'm like at uh, like 98, maybe 106. <laughs> oh, that's, you know, that's still a, pretty a good. good day. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. All right, and then uh, what's your? Uh, if you could play, no. If you had one gift, if you had one gift, one ability. And it could be anything. It could be a superhero, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be. It could be, you know, singing. For me, it's singing. I wish I could sing. But if you could have one gift, what would it be, bro? That you don't now. That you don't have now. Um, I would say, dang. That's hard. Uh. Yeah, it that is. It, it, it is hard. But I would say, uh, hmm, mind reading, bro. Really? I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I like to like uh, read read other person's mind. That's awesome, yeah. bro. Not not only just uh. Just, just, just like read their minds and stuff like that. But as far as like business and stuff, dude, like yeah. let's say like someone wants to do like a like a contract deal with me and stuff, I would like to see. Man, is he trying to screw yeah, me yeah, over yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Wait, wait. Who's okay. really making the money? Yeah, here? yeah, exactly. Dude. <laughs> okay, that's awesome, man. What else? What other question we got for JoJo? I think the that's about it, man. Wrapping up. What about a weakness? I, I do like asking that weakness. Yeah, weakness you can think about. Maybe it's like a. Mm-hmm, let me see. Yeah, my 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 personal weakness, bro, is I love junk food, man. Yeah, Same, I, I love junk food. I could, I have a sweet tooth, man. I can eat, I can eat hot Cheetos. I can eat freaking ice cream. I just have a, a sweet, sweet tooth. So like, when it comes to camp, dude, dude, I'm like, that's like my downfall, man. Like my father has to be on on my ass, dude. He's like, dude, you can't have no junk food at all. You gotta, you gotta make this weight and you gotta Ooh. sacrifice. So that's right, my, bro. that's my weakness. All right, man. Any final words for the audience? Uh, no, uh, no final words. I just want to say uh, thank you for everybody that was tuning in. And like I said. Um, I just want to uh, inspire the youth. I want to inspire people, knowing that dreams do come true. But you got you just got to be happy with your guys' selves, man. No matter what you what you guys are going through right now, know that it's all happening for a reason. Mm. Uh, everything everything's happening for a reason right now. And just uh, reach out to God. Reach out to uh, just pray a lot and just have that faith. Have that faith, knowing that everything's gonna be alright and everything's gonna just gonna fall into place. Awesome, I appreciate you, man. Thank you again for being on, bro. Taking time from your busy day. Uh, people love what you're doing, man. Keep it up. We we we, we know you're gonna have so so many amazing things in 2019, bro. And again, the way I close every single episode: if nobody loves you, Jesus loves you. All awesome. right, bro. Appreciate Thanks, bro. you, man. Appreciate Robert.